Listener-supported KFUO AM850 here in the St. Louis region. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good afternoon to you. And uh, we'll hope and pray that things go well for people in sickness world and in very cold world in the St. Louis area. Yeah, that's so true. But, but I know that I know that cold's kind of a relative term. Yeah, but I'm I'm not that type of person that enjoys the cold. I don't mind snow okay. as long as it's not really really cold. You know? All right. Well, any anything but, below twenty is a little cold for me. Okay. Well, you got the you got the little cold now. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's on your mind for us today? Well, today we're going to talk about uh, how hymns manage to make it into the hymnal. They have to kind of stand the test of time, and I have a couple of interesting examples of that. So that's that's where we're going to go. Uh, we're going to end up talking about what we would call a contemporary hymn, although I'm not really sure that a hymn that was written in 1984 should be considered a contemporary hymn, but in our world it is. <laughs> so we'll give it a shot. Now, in the radio world, it would be called the Golden Oldie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Try to the top 40 hymn, it would be a Golden Oldie. <laughs> right. You're talking about a hymn from Amy Grant, right? Yeah, him from Amy Grant, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So we'll give you an idea about how how that's done. All right? Sounds like a plan. Let's see what we can do. The book of Psalms has been called the prayer book of the Bible by many. It can also be seen as the hymnal of the Bible. Let me give you a couple of examples. When Jesus was on Calvary's cross, he cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was quoting the opening verse of Psalm 22. Those who surrounded him at the foot of the cross knew that he was quoting the Psalm of David as a messianic prophecy that he was fulfilling. You can see that later in the Psalms, where the Psalm says, The dogs have encompassed me, a company of evildoers have encircled me, they have pierced my hands and my feet. Sounds very vivid, and there's many more very vivid things in Psalm 22. These hymn lyrics, if you call them that, described everything that was happening to Jesus at the cross. Fast forward. In the 17th century, which means uh, the 1600s, several Scottish writers put together what we know now as a metrical psalter. I'm sure you haven't heard that term, but uh, we'll, I'll explain it to you. This means that each one of the psalms was edited so that it could be sung as we do hymns. One of the most famous of these metrical hymn arrangements is that of the 23rd Psalm. Many of us know this hymn as well as we do uh, when we recite the words of the great Psalm of David. But we know the song pretty well, too. Um, You ever hear the song, The Lord's My Shepherd, I'll Not Want? Yes. Well, here's how it goes. The Lord, my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me long to lie. In pastures green, he leadeth me. The quiet waters by. My soul he doth restore again, and me to walk doth make. Within the paths of righteousness, e'en for his own name's sake. 
Now, others have taken the same approach to making psalms into hymn lyrics and published them in what we would call contemporary songs. Uh, the one we're talking about here, the 1984 song, written actually by two singers from Nashville, Tennessee, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. Amy Grant sang it. The song is titled, Thy Word is a Lamp unto My Feet and a Light unto My Path. It quotes Psalm 119, verse 105. And I had to look around, but I found a story behind this. Amy Grant uh, and Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith wrote this song. The song was recorded at Caribou Ranch, the recording studio in the Rocky Mountains. And here's a little account from Michael W. Smith. Michael originally came up with the song's melody and some words for the chorus straight from David's Psalms about being a light to my path. Amy fell in love with this demo, but as Michael had no idea what the verses were supposed to say, he gave it to her and told her that she could finish the tune. So later that night, when she started walking back to her cabin, Michael tells us, and you have to understand Caribou Ranch is an 8,000-acre ranch, and it's very dark, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Well, she got lost. And bears and all that sort of thing are there. You got to be really know uh, where you're going. It's obviously a compound with all of these cabins and stuff. She finally saw a lamp and started walking toward that light and didn't realize it was her cabin. He continued, and she walked into that little cabin, sat down with a notebook and pen, and wrote the verses to my word is a lamp unto my feet. <laughs> That's how it happened. Wow, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a combination of uh, the, the singer and the songwriter. It's not really a complicated song, and it goes like this. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Here's the Amy Grant verses. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way, still you're there right beside me. And nothing I will fear as long as you are near. Please be near me to the end. I word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will not forget your love for me, and yet my heart forever is wandering. Jesus, be my guide and hold me to your side, and I will love you to the end. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You're a light unto my path. And I sing all of the words <laughs> in that song. It took a few That's decades. That's all of them, yeah. Yeah, um, not real complicated. It took a few decades, but this song is finding its way into the hymnals. I have this one hymnal that was published by Bill Gaither 
in the in the 1990s uh, called um, let's see, oh, worship is majesty, and it only has the chorus in it. Uh, it doesn't have the verses. Oh, so slowly but surely, it's yeah. making it into the hymnals. It's getting there. We could, yeah, it's getting there. We could call it a praise song, but this song also teaches us how to pray when we're lost. Right. So we're really thankful to Michael and Amy for writing this song for us from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you'll find a lot of songs like that in the Bible if you have the, um, if you want to look around in the bottom of the hymns section. Sometimes it gives you where the scriptures uh, came from, right. and you'll find a lot of psalm references there. Exactly, right. So or, that's so that's the, the, the summary of uh, of the story of Thy Word. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Let me do that. Lord, teach us as we sing your praises what your people have been doing since Bible times, seeing your work among us and responding by singing with thanksgiving for your promises that are always kept. For we pray in the name of Jesus, who is our guide. Amen. Amen. What's next week? Well, next week, I want to go back to our old friend Charles Wesley again and uh, take a look at one of his great hymns, Love Divine, All Love Excelling, because this Sunday we have that 1 Corinthians 13 chapter as one of our scripture readings, the one that talks about love. So I thought uh, we'd listen to Charles Wesley take what's written in the Bible and see how it was put into a hymn. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Doug. All right. Thank you, Gary, and uh, God bless you and the ministry with our good friends at KFUO. Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news.